Hello and welcome everybody. I'm Pam Pastor, host of The Grace and Peace of God, Love Wins. Well, you know, friends, today's intro is a bit different than most other days. It is a heartfelt intro explaining why Jesus. You see, the world has been busy advocating to me for nearly a year now that I've been wasting my time with this podcast. The advice is to shelter in and reemerge a new person 30 days later, like somehow there's no value or wisdom from speaking the word of God. But friends, this just is not the case. Anytime that we speak the word of God, it is truly life-changing. And you know, my experience has taught me when I neglect speaking God's word into my life and over my life, the lens in which I see my world is cloudy and distorted. My softness and my love dissipates. I become harsh. I become critical. No longer am I able to see the good in any situation. Instead, all I see is the black dot upon the piece of white paper. So today, Father, my prayer is that the spirit in that you're going to hear the spirit in which is intended and allow this prayer to be music to your ears. You are sovereign in knowing the end from the beginning and humbly in all ways. You allow our hearts to be pliable for you in your infinite wisdom to shape, mold, renew, and transform us into the people that you can be proud of. So Father, we just ask that you attune us to only recognize your voice as your word promises and no longer will we be distracted by the sway of the evil one's voice. And Lord, if we truly may be the only Bibles that people ever read, allow us to be better versions of ourselves and never bitter. Keep at the forefront of our hearts and our minds that you have called us to be your ambassadors, lights shining in a dark world. And Lord, keep us from adding to any darkness within this world. Help our thoughts remember that your death for for both us and all others was not in vain. Your shed blood continues to live on and work through the people that you have called. The world may not understand that you, God, deliberately chose things that the world considers foolish in order to shame those who think they are wise. And you chose those who are powerless to shame those who are powerful. God, you even chose things despised by the world, things counted as nothing at all. And you've used them to bring to nothing what the world considers important so that no one can ever boast in the presence of you, almighty God. Lord, you alone are the author and perfecter of each one of our stories. We may add in some plot twists through choices that we make, but overall, you knew the plan prior to us being knitted together in our mother's womb. We are blessed to be 
the people that you have created us to be. And without the experiences, especially for me, of rejection from the start, I would be void of the tremendous love that is possible. You knew my soul needed to be fostered, adopted, rejected, kicked to the curb, lied on, slandered, and on and on. But the beauty is out of all of this, you were always there piecing me back together again. You held me on the potter's wheel, continuing to refine and shape me, the clay that I am. Now my understanding of love and forgiveness goes deeper than many who may only have an intellectual understanding versus this experiential knowing. For this, Lord, I am so grateful. Jesus, please continue to shine your light upon all the paths of my life. You are my ultimate guide and champion of hope. You cause me to never stumble. Friends, I'd be remiss if I didn't take now to publicly thank the Holy Spirit for his role in always helping me write and facilitate these podcast episodes. Oftentimes, I begin by being shown one concept and I'm never quite sure how the other pieces and ideas will join in until I'm finished with writing. So it's truly a blessing to know that I'm guided in this way. And if he can do this here in an episode, he is also well able to guide and direct all the areas of my life. So Holy Spirit, thank you. And as we prepare to enter into God's presence, Father, we ask that today's episode mine new depths within our hearts, allowing for new revelation or new revealing of your word. Scripture teaches no eye has seen, no ear has heard, and no mind has imagined what you have prepared for those who love you. And you know, yesterday we ended our episode comparing how Nehemiah carried forth God's plan versus that of Joseph. Like both of these men, we can experience peace when we remember God's promises. Trusting in his promises like Joseph sets the stage for future generations. We learn in Genesis chapter 50 verse 24 where Moses tells us, Soon I will die. Joseph told his brothers, but God will surely come for you to lead you out of this land of Egypt. He will bring you back to the land he vowed to give to the descendants of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob. At this point, Joseph had tremendous success. He had gone from the pit to the palace, but now Joseph was ready to die. He had no doubts that God would keep his promise and one day bring the Israelites back to their homeland. What a tremendous example. The secret of that kind of faith is a lifetime of trusting in God. Our faith is like a muscle. It grows with exercise, gaining strength over time. And after a lifetime of exercising trust, our faith can also be as strong as Joseph's. Then at our death, we can be confident that God will fulfill all his promises to us and all the faithful people after us. You see, God's plan from the beginning was to make Jacob's family into a great nation, leading them out of Egypt and bringing them into the land he had promised. That started, if you recall, with Abraham and then Abraham's son Isaac and then finally Jacob. 
Joseph confirmed and emphasized that God would do what he had promised, and throughout the pages of the Bible were given rich descriptions of the lives of many great men and women who walked with God. These people sometimes succeeded, but oftentimes they failed. Yet even now, we learn much by reading the biographies of these people. Where did they get their resilience, motivation, and courage from? Well, they got it from realizing God was with them despite their inadequacies. Knowing this should encourage us to be faithful to God, to rely upon Him for guidance, and to utilize the potential He's given to us. Some of us will experience some unfair situations in life, and these events may even piece together like a perfect storm. But we must remember Jeremiah chapter 29, verses 11 through 13. I know what I have planned for you, says the Lord. I have plans to prosper you, not to harm you. I have plans to give you a future filled with hope. In those days when you pray, I will listen if you look for me in earnest. You will find me when you seek me. Good leaders are rare. If you're lucky enough to have been led by one, you know what I mean. They have the ability to stir us to action. We may move ahead not remaining stagnant or even being left behind. These leaders believe we can do the task given to us and will be with us all the way. God is this type of leader, and He knows the future. His plans for us are good, and they're full of hope. As long as God, who knows the future, provides our agenda and goes with us as we fulfill His mission, we can have boundless hope. This doesn't mean that we'll be spared pain, suffering, or even hardship, but that God will see us through to a glorious conclusion of it all. God doesn't forget about his people. The world may attempt to hold us hostage, but God's plans are to give us new beginnings with new purposes. He wants to renew and transform us into new people. Believe me, when I share from experience, when times appear dire and we feel that God has forgotten us, it may just be that God has been busy preparing us for a new beginning with Him at the center of our lives. And sometimes we must stumble and fall or figuratively crash and burn so that we may arise again like the phoenix from the ashes. God's wise plan gives His people a hope and a future, but it's our job to dial into His plan by living a life within His will. We can have confidence when we call upon Him. You see, God, we never need despair. You're always with us. Your word promises to never leave us nor forsake us. You alone willingly, through grace, have given us the free gift of prayer. When we tune into this frequency, our fears and our storms are calmed. The enemy hates when we pray to you and with you because he knows this is an active form of spiritual warfare where we defeat him in the battle of our minds, spirits, and bodies. And you know, Jesus is busy interceding to the Father on our behalf through prayer. God, your grace covers all of our inadequacies, and they are many. I've read Doing Life 
on our own is participating in the race. But we, when we include you, we're switched and converted to grace. By seeking you with our whole hearts, you allow us to find you. When we experience hardship, sorrow, persecution, or physical problems, we never lose out on perfect fellowship with you. And as children of the Most High God, we have the blessed assurance. From the book of John, chapter 8, verse 12, Jesus, you say, I am the light of the world. If you follow me, you won't be stumbling through the darkness because you will have the light that leads to life. What does Jesus mean when he calls himself the light of the world? Well, he's telling us that all the forces of darkness will never, ever, ever be able to extinguish his light. The darkness of evil has and will never be able to overcome God's light. Here's what we know. Jesus is the creator of life and his life brings light to humanity. In this light, we see ourselves as we really are. We are all sinners in need of a savior. When we make a decision to follow Jesus, the true authentic light, we can avoid walking blindly and falling into sin. He lights our pathways ahead of us so that we may know and see how to live our lives. He alone removes the darkness of sin from our lives. He purges it. The Israelites were led through the wilderness by a pillar of fire representing the presence of God's light, his protection, his perpetuity, and his guidance. And we are all called to be Christian soldiers. Christ is our commander-in-chief. You see, when you and I said yes to Jesus, we enrolled in the University of Jesus, the army of life. We will forever be fighting the good fight upon earth. And one day we'll join with our brothers and sisters in heaven for the marriage feast of the Lamb. So we will go from fighting to feasting. And when we follow good advice for how to live our best lives, we must run through this, through the filter of Jesus's scriptural commands. We have no problem following and adhering to the laws of our nation. So additionally, it's an imperative or a command for us to submit to the rules and regulations for the kingdom of heaven. Furthermore, Jesus's word teaches us in John chapter 14, verse 6, I am the way, the truth, and the life. No one can come to the Father except through me. This scripture verse appears basic, but it truly packs a punch. You see, Jesus is both God and man, which is how we learn to recognize the way to God. When we unite our lives with his, we're uniting together with God. We can trust that Jesus will take us to the Father. This is when we'll be given all the benefits of being his child. For me, it was the Father telling me to get to know his son, Jesus. And I am eternally thankful that I had ears to hear this extraordinary message. And I acted upon the gift of Jesus because he is truly the gift in my life. And Jesus offers us a wide enough pathway for the entire world to come unto God, the Father, should they make the right choice to do so. But here is the caveat. 
Jesus says in Matthew chapter 7, verses 13 and 14, you can enter God's kingdom only through the narrow gate. The highway to hell is broad, and its gate is wide for the many who choose the easy way. But the gateway to life is small, and the road is narrow, and only a few ever find it. You see, the gateway leading to eternal life is called narrow. This is not insinuating that it's difficult to become a Christian, but that there's only one way to eternal life with God, and that only a few decide to walk upon this road. We've all heard the false teachers preach, there are many roads leading to heaven. Friends, respectfully, this is a lie from Satan. This lie is further substantiated in any religion that is not a blood-borne religion. If you wish to learn more about this, check out my series of comparisons of various religions. Belief in Jesus and his finished work at Calvary is the only ticket for admission into heaven because it was Jesus alone who died for our sins, making us the righteousness of God, meaning that we are approved unto God through what his son Jesus did for us upon that cross at Calvary. I've borne witness to living for Jesus that it isn't popular at times. But it is true and it is right in the sight of God. This is what matters. So earlier we touched upon grace, but I'd like to conclude our episode today hearing what the Apostle Paul says from Ephesians chapter 2 verse 8. He says, God saved you by his special favor. That there means grace. When you believed and you can't take credit for this, it is a gift from God. We now, in return, have an obligation to the creator of the world to just say thank you. Lord, we are thankful for your free gifts of eternal salvation and our ever-increasing faith and for your grace. We offer this up to you upon the altar and throne of heaven with much gratitude, praise, and joy. In Jesus' holy and precious name, amen. And friends, join me tomorrow as we look at another miracle account of a centurion's servant is healed. And you know, we've talked a lot about eternal salvation, but if you have not been spiritually reborn, God made it clear to enter into the kingdom of heaven, a person must confess belief in his son, Jesus. When we place our trust in Jesus' finished work upon that cross at Calvary, a divine exchange takes place. Jesus takes our sin, making us right with God, and our sin was then placed onto Jesus at his crucifixion. This is a grace gift that we can never repay back to Jesus. However, what we can do is show him our gratitude by growing in our relationship with him. We can make efforts to obey him, deepening our connection daily. Today, folks, if this is you, respectfully, I'm challenging you to take a bold step of courage and strength by openly confessing this eternal salvation prayer after me. Father God, I'm repenting of sin, meaning I'm changing my ways of thinking, acting, and doing life. Jesus, you're invited to be the king of the throne of my heart permanently. I'm confessing your shed blood washed away my past, 
present and future sin upon that cross at Golgotha. Amen. Folks, if you prayed that prayer of salvation, you were saved and born again spiritually. Your next step is to read God's word daily so he can guide, direct, and reveal himself to you through the person of the Holy Spirit. And then consider joining a good Bible-based church to surround yourself with other like-minded believers who will help to build up and edify your newfound faith in Jesus. Now allow me to be the first person to congratulate you on making the wisest and most important decision of your lifetime. Congratulations and God bless you. And friends, the Grace and Peace of God Love Wins podcast will be available most days during the week. A special Jesus Talk series airs on Wednesdays when we're not in the middle of a series. I invite you to tune in along with your children for your favorite Bible stories that you may have grown up with. And join me as we continue to discuss and share Jesus' unlimited power in our present day lives. Some of the topics we discuss center around biblical forgiveness, Jesus' teaching parables and miracles, and his message and ministry, in addition to the harmonization of the four Gospels and so much more. This is an open invitation for you and your friends to come alongside me as we embark together on an adventure of exploration of all things pertaining to Jesus. And if you like this episode and want to hear more, make sure to subscribe so you'll get the latest releases as they become available. And friends, if you're interested in being a guest, send me an email at pampastorcopywriting at gmail.com. And finally, folks, occasionally materials referenced directly from my book with the same name as our podcast, The Grace and Peace of God Love Wins. If you find the content inspiring, compelling, or perhaps wish to go deeper with a rigorous study of your own, you can pick up a copy of the book from pampastorcopywriting.com, Barnes & Noble, Amazon, or Dorrance.com. But importantly, if you're unable to afford a copy, write to me. I'll find a way to get a free copy into your hands. You won't be disappointed. This book is full of God's word and it's waiting for you to read it. Until next time, remember you have been marked and sealed with the cross of Jesus Christ forever. God bless you.